I find myself in the living room. The TV was playing and there was, I don't know, there was a movie playing at the background. And I was standing behind the couch and I began to weep. Then I used to share an apartment with a friend of mine. And I was weeping on that day. There was no one at home. I was crying and crying and crying. Why am I crying? Why was there so much pain inside of me? I was crying. And this is what kept coming to my mind. Why wasn't why didn't my dad said the word I love you? Why didn't I hear the word from my own dad? That son, I love you. I was trying to find a picture of when I was young, of maybe there was a time my father gave me an org and said, son, son, I love you. I was there alone in the living room and I was sobbing and constant sobbing and I was drenched in my own cry. You might be asking, Elisha, what does this have to do with spirituality? This particular episode will help you to answer a very, very important question as to can my spirituality help me on my journey towards recovery and that is the answer i'll be providing you in this particular episode so stay tuned hi and welcome back this episode we're looking at spirituality how spirituality can help you can enable you on your journey towards recovery one thing i find out one thing i've discovered in speaking to thousands of men coaching men you always come across men that have good relationship with their dad and those with a good relationship with their dad is unbelievable you could just tell there's an assurance there's a determination in their eyes when they are talking about their recovery you could tell these guys are ready to go all in while at the same time you could see someone that the other guy that lacks confidence that lacks composure the way he's talking about himself the description of himself is all negative this to me paints a true picture of someone that has grown up in an home that was loved unconditionally that kept hearing the word i love you and love you and you're the other one and the only word they kept hearing is you're not good enough no matter what you do you are not good enough that was the home i find myself as a young boy and i could tell you for a fact this incident marked me for life now if you remember the story i opened up i opened um with this episode about i find myself alone in the house and i was sobbing i was crying i was crying and i was drenching my own cry and i was trying to find words to describe what i was experiencing because on this particular day i kept asking myself 
Why didn't my dad ever say the word I love you to you? Why didn't my dad ever give me a good hug? A good hug to tell me, son, I love you. I'm there for you. I didn't know why I was going through this emotion. I believe strongly it was part of my healing phase. I never knew in a journey of healing and a journey of recovery, you have different phases. There are areas that you realize that is a particular time in a season, you start, you start craving for things. And at that particular time, you start going through another set of healing. Because I remember back in the days, I would just sit down, sat down at the bus stop, and I began to sow. I will be crying, and I will just be hearing the word, I love you, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm saying this to you in this episode so you understand that no matter what you've done, no matter the kind of sexual activity you've engaged in, sexual behavior, no matter what you have seen in your life, let me tell you something. God's love is unconditional you know i have i've got two beautiful sons i'm gonna tell you this i'm learning so much about god's about god's love i see him as a father you know there'll be time i'm i'm not gonna lie there'll be time i want to discipline my first son and in my head i'll be hearing don't touch my son i'm thinking I'm thinking, man, if the Heavenly Father is so concerned about my own son, therefore, therefore me. Because you might be thinking, Elisha, you don't understand. Elisha, I've done some nasty things. Elisha, I'm not good enough. Elisha, no one will ever, ever accept me. I'm not good enough. You know, one of the stories that always comes to my mind is when you when you sometimes just sit back and just look at the Bible from the point of the Father and how it relates to us, was the story of David. You know, the Bible tells he has a good, fantastic relationship with, with God. But this king, the most powerful king in the Bible, one day was meant to be in the, on, the, um, on the war zone coordinating the affairs of his men. But he came across a beautiful woman. Not only did he lost about the woman, David went as far as killing the husband of the woman. So the king, so one of the, I don't know if you're listening, if you're not Christian, but if you're listening to this, so this is what, this is what you call the prophet. These are people that speaks for God. So this prophet came to David and said, Mr. David, he didn't say Mr. David, but he said, King David, um, what should we do to this kind of man that does this kind of behavior, this kind of activity? Um, uh, take up these, mess up with somebody's wife, kill the husband, destroy the lineage. <laughs> David said, Oh, you want me to say what we should do? Oh, we should do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. I'm just giving you kind of a paraphrase. And the prophet looked at David and said, David, <laughs> um, the person I'm talking about is you. When David heard those words, David wasn't arguing. 
he went into his own chamber, locked up himself, and looked at his father and said, Father, whatever you do, do with me. I just need your mercy. I've done wrong, but I'd rather you discipline me than for men to treat me. What am I trying to say? You might look around you and think, okay, you've been in church. People look at you in church. You're a leader. People look at you. You're a dad. You're a leader at your place of work, in your business. People look up to you. You've messed up. You think there's no way out. I'm here to tell you one thing. There's a love that is unconditional. It's called love of the Father. Think about the story, the prodigal son. Everybody knows about this story. Oh, the prodigal son asks for his inheritance from his dad. And the dad said, okay, you want your inheritance? You think you're smart enough. And dad gave him the portion of his own inheritance. I said, okay, bye-bye. I'll see you later. Have fun. And the guy went about spending lavishly, sleeping, clubbing, partying, whatever you can think of. The guy messed up. The guy was suffering. The guy came to his own senses and said, you know what? Um, I think it's, it's, good back to, it's good to go back to my dad's own man because if I can just have a, a job that could pay me some little money that I can afford to eat some food, that would even be better than my own, but than my current condition. And he decided to embark on the journey back home. This is what I want you to think about. You see, the Bible says, he saw the child, the son, he saw the dad didn't even care about the inheritance he didn't even care about anything that my son is alive is enough for the dad that is what you call the unconditional love the dad the son was thinking what are you not angry with me are you not angry that i've wasted your money he said forget about it forget about it you are alive You know, it took me time for me to be able to talk to God about my erection, about the kind of girls I used to like masturbating to, about the kind of things I like to do. It took me, I remember one day I was in the room alone, alone. Since all this happened to me alone when I'm in the room, and I was having this conversation that now I used to sleep with seven girls in seven days. Now that I want to change my life, if I sleep with one girl, that should be good enough, isn't it? You see, I didn't felt any condemnation that, oh, you're still sleeping around, you're a bad child. No. This was me negotiating with my Heavenly Father and He allowed me to talk. He never even tell me, don't have sex. But I realized as time goes by and my relationship gets better, I knew with everything I've done with sex, do I still want to be messing around? Actually, I said to myself, I don't want to get married. I said, you know what? I don't need any woman in my life. I'm just going to stay. I'm just going to abstain, abstain, practice celibacy for the rest of my life. But what I'm trying to pinpoint out here is this. I did not feel or felt any condemnation or any sense of shame 
from my past. So, in your journey towards recovery, it is so fundamentally important. Please hear this word and I want you to write it anywhere you can find a notepad. There is nothing you've done with sex. The level of exposure, things you've engaged in, sex parties, orgies, there's nothing you've done that is new to the father. Maybe you've gone through, maybe someone has abused you, nobody knows about it. The father's nose. Maybe you've been fantasizing about somebody's girlfriend, somebody's wife. Are you ashamed of it? The father knows. But, but gets worse. Gets the father doesn't care. The father is just looking to spend time with you. Think about it. I want you to imagine this. Imagine the father has his hand, big hand, wide open. See yourself running towards the father for a big hug and a big pat and rubbing your head and say, son, I love you. Daughter, I love you. And keep you imagine hearing this word. Are you okay? Is everything okay? I really, really want you to think about this. Because there is no way you'll be able to tame all those negative thoughts, all those wild, negative, destructive thoughts holding you back from recovery without willing to let go and embrace the unconditional love of the Father. You must do this. Elisha, this is difficult. You don't understand. Yes, I might not be, I might not have experienced what you're experiencing, but one thing I want you to understand, no mess, no matter how much the mess is, is love to you is unconditional. I want, I'll be saying this over and over until it becomes part of your thinking. Think about it. The other day I was, um, just like I said, my lifestyle didn't warrant any sort of healthy relationship with any woman. I've made up my mind that, man, I'm practicing celibacy for the rest of my life. That was it. And on this particular day, I was having a conversation with my my mentor and he looked at me and from nowhere he said oh when are you planning to get married i looked at him thinking marriage no 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 i'm not getting married i'm not getting married and he said something he looked at me he said there's a certain level of healing that you will never experience until you're married i was shocked and he was right i was i had it at the back of my mind that come on how who can accept a man that have lived this kind of lifestyle? And that's why sometimes where my confidence comes from. Because the moment I was able to establish that the father has an unconditional love for me, no human being can put me in their box of shame.
No human being can make me feel bad. My confidence is in the Father's love. So your level of spirituality should not be dependent on the number of chapters you read or of or, or what you can read off your mind. I'm not condemning you. I'm just saying having an understanding of God's love is key for you to experience freedom and restoration because if you have that understanding as your baseline you can expect everything that you've lost to your current behavior to be restored say for example you've experienced loss in your erection you've experienced loss in your mental capability your ability to think to reason to plan Maybe you've lost relationship. Maybe you've lost your business. Maybe you've lost your career because of this particular behavior. I've got a good news for you. The love of the Father. Believe me, as a father myself, I'm working to experience this love because when we can tap into this love, we realize that this is the highest form of spirituality i don't want you to get caught up in your local church i don't want you to get caught up in the activity no matter what you are going through whether with porn with masturbation whatever the whatever the behavior could be i want you to understand this the love of the father is unconditional the love of the father is unconditional there are many days i will find myself alone maybe either on the bus stop and i'll be weeping i don't know why i was weeping and i'll just hear words i love you i love you i love you those words were coming constantly because the father knows that I needed those words. As a young child, I was going through my own trauma. And God, the father, was there to help and to guide my healing. And that is why today when I look at my two boys, it's easy for me to just embrace. Sometimes I would just, I would just give them a hug. I hold and say, Daddy loves you. You know, Daddy loves you. You know that he loves you. The other one said that he, I know, I know you say this every time that it's easy for me to keep pouring that he loves you. That he loves you. Because I've gone through my own healing. Final advice. You might not have a good relationship with your dad. Elisha, my dad has done so many bad things to me. The only thing I can say to you is to start afresh is to let go and forgive your dad. He's not perfect. I'm not saying he's perfect. Believe me, I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying I understand. He has Elijah, this guy's abused me emotionally, physically. I don't want to see this guy. To me, I'm focusing on your healing. I'm focusing on your restoration. The only way to experience your own healing and restoration it is to let go of the pain
the baggages and just embrace the love of the Father. So, I hope this particular podcast will help you in your journey of spiritual of spirituality. Have a fantastic day. And again, before I wind up, if you're looking for help, you're thinking, okay, Elijah, where do I start from? Well, my journey towards recovery. I've got fantastic resources for you. Please go to Elisha Kolade slash resources. You see the link on the bio on the profile of, of the notes of this podcast. Enjoy the podcast. Bye for now.